0: Happy Monday. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Slow roll Monday.
1: Let's do this.
0: Going a little old school here. Yeah. A little deep purple. You guys like deep purple? I like deep purple. Sure. Sure. Sure.
2: Do you prefer uh, deep purple or purple passion? Deep purple. I don't know Purple Passion, so what? Deep purple.
0: You don't
3: know Pur- Purple Passion, really?
2: This is deep purple. Yep. See,
3: I- the deep purple I know is Smoke on the Water. Same band. <laughs> Same band.
0: <laughs>
2: they can have multiple songs. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they did. they made one more than one. We're back. Another episode, the Soccer Dad Pod, on a Monday down here at Maggie O's.
2: Um, t- dreary day yeah it felt one of like, like one of those days where you could feel the snow coming. It, it's not it's not going to snow, but it had that I, when I walked
0: outside with Beckett on the way here it was it was definitely not soft rain. it had a little bit of a bite to it. A little icicle to. Yeah. it. I wouldn't say it was full- on. Sleet slash snow slash. It's coming. You can feel it. You know, you know how when you have a ice cold pint glass, yes, that has frost on the inside, and pours it in, then you t- It's not ice, yeah. but it definitely is not c- just cold water. That's well, kind of what's going on. here. I,
2: I know it's a very Midwest thing to say. that You can kind of feel the weather coming. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, you can kind of, you can smell it, feel it.
0: Yeah, we're kind of stealing uh, Jared's mojo here because usually he's the weather center.
2: Well, I wasn't predicting necessarily, just anticipating more than predicting. Uh, Jared, what's your take on the weather today? <laughs> Don't
3: care. I mean, it's shitty. <laughs> it's The weather's shitty until May.
0: So, daylight savings, all that popped off. Now the weather is shitty. Yeah. Are we expecting... The dark-to-dark, dark bad mood, Jared, Different than that. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, it's supposed to be 60 and sunny on Thanksgiving, so that'll be good. Yeah, I and plan then,
2: on having a little fire. You
3: know, we had, we had two travel weekends back-to-back in November in Detroit and Chicago, and we probably got, if we're talking weather, we probably got best the best weather, yeah. weather we could get in two back-to-back weekends
0: in Detroit and Chicago in yeah, November. Yeah, our,
2: our worst weather game was in Indianapolis in October.
0: Yeah, November nineteenth in Chicago. You're in the far west suburbs. You're expecting high of maybe thirty. Yeah, windy, and windy. And sideways. It was fifty-five and sunny. It was nice.
3: It was nice. I don't have you guys, a What are you guys
2: doing? I mean, we're recording this two days before Thanksgiving. Are you guys hosting? You going somewhere? What, what's the? No, in law, Mary, going over the east side.
0: Yeah, she's uh, maiden name Bertetto. Yeah. Okay. Italian, right? I'm in. Uh, <laughs> there we are. Uh, in addition to the two versions of fried slash baked turkey, yeah, uh, homemade ravioli, mm. seven different casseroles.
2: That'll be a good one. Doesn't sound gross to me.
0: Nah, you know, but the thing is, like, I'm I'm not, I'm not a turkey stuffing guy.
2: Uh, I'm not really either. You, you keep it. Yeah.
0: I I'm gonna go with the red wine and
2: bread and butter. Yeah, my brother, uh, so I'm hosting this year for the first time. Well, we, we hosted in 2020 during COVID. We had everybody outside. So this is the first time for real hosting. Wait whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. In COVID, you, you had
2: everybody outside because of the COVID rules? Because I didn't want to give my mother who has MS and Alzheimer's any chance of getting COVID from myself or my family.
3: What was the temperature in 2020 on Thanksgiving?
2: Night? It was about 54 we had heaters. We had fire. It was awesome. It was a, actually one of my favorite Thanksgiving of all time. Okay. Anyway. Booze. Oh, yeah. That was going as well. But, Jared, what are you guys doing?
3: Uh, we're not hosting for sure, and I, um, I i guess people listen to this that I love, but um, I'm not too excited about our Thanksgiving. I, I go where Kelly tells me, and it's not fun.
0: Do you wear fat pants or just normal
3: clothes? No, I just go, and we eat, and it's not a very long thing, and then we go home.
0: Man, it's, it's going to be a long day. Well, we can't have booze
3: at our Thanksgiving, and, and to me, um, Thanksgiving in America without booze is like, um, I, I mean, I could be in jail and go to Thanksgiving dinner
0: and be about the same thing. Damn, no booze on Thanksgiving? That I mean, that's like... Yeah, it's, it's not American, uh, I think. Uh, that's well. like Snoop not smoking. Yeah, and you saw what he did there. I yeah. did. He punked everybody. He did. He depunked me. Ashton Kutcher jumping out of the <laughs> the wall there. Punked. Uh, solo Stove just uh, sold a hell of a lot of uh, smoke-free
2: fire pits. Yep, I've got one. Not from that ad campaign, but... You going to buy a
0: second one now?
2: No. No. Well, like
0: I said, we're down here at Maggio's, Um you know, these guys are great. Food's awesome. It is the holiday season. Uh, so whether or not you are dreading your uh, <laughs> your your outing or not, <laughs> don't want to cook, hit them up. Take a tray of wings or pretzel bites or whatever. They got a full on catering. Hook you guys up. Uh, oh, dang.
2: I should have got some flats. I should have gotten some flats. Oh, yeah. The That'd rub.
0: Right? Uh, and today. I'm going to do a quick thank you to uh, our boys over at uh, thepinnacleloans.com because we're going to be talking to them in a little bit. Yeah. We're going to have a little fun. Yeah. Um, but I want to go ahead and move straight into the first round of Pinnacle Points of the Day.
2: Yeah. What you got? I th- I, I've got two, but I'm going to start with one in particular that where JB and I think we have to eat a little crow. I, I, no. I think we have to. I'm sorry. What is it? Class four, class three, high school state champions. Oh no! Where did they come from? Oh no! No, no, no! I Kansas City.
0: That was my pinnacle point of the day coming up as well. Yeah. So, so what? But you go go ahead, finish your point, no, just, and then I'll
2: tell you why we. I'm not eating crow. Not I, 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 think, I think it's great that you know the the championship are held are held here, but Rockhurst wins class four, Kansas City East beat our friends at Ledoux, barely barely but they still won and so
0: well Ledoux had a goal called back they'd scored first they were doing well and hiccup up late yeah so uh here's the thing uh everybody on twitter because obviously they've they have not forgotten about our uh <laughs> account um <laughs> As soon as that all started playing out, I got a bunch of messages. And you know what I did? I simply pointed it out to them because they, they, they pointed it out. That it was the first time ever two Kansas City teams played in the final. Yeah. And proceeded to tell me, look, proof, we're soccer capital. And then I had to r- remind them <laughs> that they pointed out.
2: It was the first time. That it was the
0: first time, the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. And then the other part of the equation was... Okay. Guess what? Y- you guys are clearly getting a little bit more competitive on the high school side. Congratulations. Two hundred of our top players can't play high school. Yeah. Across the board. So, look, I'm not making excuses. I'm just pointing out. No, no, facts.
2: there's there's definitely elements that need to be called out. That I think the academy piece, where we have three academies in the high school range here in St. Louis, and there's one. In Kansas City? Yeah. And, and, they, and, and they pull in a lot of kids from out of market?
0: That's what I was going to say. Over half of their rosters are out of market kids. So
2: while I said we're going to eat a little crow, we're going to eat a little bit. I mean, a like a little bit.
0: I'm not even going to swallow. I'm just going to take a little yeah, bit. No. I'm going to put my teeth on it, and then I'm going to spit it back out because <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> Jared, what you got? Pinnacle point of the day. You go first. Uh, well, I just kind of glamped <laughs> onto his. Uh my pinnacle pet peeve of the day. Oh, it has maybe to involve
2: that's the new thing we could ask them about.
0: Well, I Cuz I can always I, do it. It's, a it's pet been pointed peeve. out to me that uh, I tend to be awfully critical about public spaces and travel. And mm. after the weekend in Chicago, this is no different. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm ready. I'm not even going to talk about truckers today. If you're in an, an <laughs> automobile, <laughs> four-door sedan, truck, I don't care, right? The left lane is for passing. Correct specifically when there's a car behind you ready to go faster now if you are doing the speed limit or you're doing 5 over the speed limit or 10 over the speed limit I don't care if somebody's waiting to get around you get out of the way yeah you cannot justify that as well I'm I'm doing 5 over or 10 over that's not an excuse the way we avoid automobile wrecks in America Get out of the way. Yeah. So that the people that are driving faster and you know can do their thing. It's little things. Fifty-five um, up
3: and back, and I and I and I made the track on um, or the trek on Saturday and Sunday of this week, and it was awful slow with the shit you were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, it was bad. It was real bad. And then you there was multiple people that you would just wait because you think they would get over like normal humans. And then you would be like, okay, I guess they're not getting over running seventy and a seventy-two and a seventy in the left lane. So then you just pull around them, and then you just politely give them that look. Um, politely, you mean the with- I'll use that word lightly. Um, and then they're just—I think they just think they're oblivious. I mean, I think there's more people driving a car right now that are oblivious to that rule.
0: It's unwritten rule. It is. It is infuriating. That's why I, I'm like, we got to figure this out. We either we need extra, I'll, I'll pay, take my taxes. I don't care. Oh, but I do want to say this, though. I will give the state of Illinois credit, and you probably noticed this, too. Significantly less construction, way more smooth roads. That was a good ride. Yeah,
3: except for, like, um, Joliet through Romeoville is pretty rough. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but well, maybe they're doing construction.
2: It can't be perfect, you know.
0: Better than it has. Well, I can't. That's the I've been eight. making What's that, that drive? I've been making that drive since, nine, uh, spring of ninety eight. Often, this is the best it's ever been. I
3: didn't ask you. How was the music show you went to? Uh, it was great. Was
0: it, it was good? was A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a whole bunch of, uh, uh, soccer moms and dads. Simple way to put it. Yeah. Um, playing instruments. Playing not only on stage but in the room as well. So okay. We it was it was a great time. Okay. All right, Jared, go. Pinnacle point. What my, you got? My pinnacle
3: point three today is uh, our men's national team plays Trinidad and Tobago tonight, and if you are watching, um, play, or, they play them again. They play them tonight. Yep. It, it's. I, what do you mean again? I don't. I don't. I
2: thought they just played them two nights ago.
0: Yeah, is this a home and away thing?
2: I don't know what it
3: is, but our starting lineup is announced tonight, and it's pretty good. Um, is Gio in? Gio is in. Okay, um, that's all I care the, the social media is blowing up right now with um, what formation they're going to play, and the social media is hilarious um, surrounding our national team. Is hilarious code for toxic? I mean, it yeah, may be, but okay. people are already – talking about how bad they're going to play. Before the games even started, they just announced the starting lineup.
0: Uh, okay, hey, uh, I want to p- go back to the last game, I believe, against Trinidad. Did you guys see what our boy Tim did to uh, Burhalter? I did not. You didn't see the little clip? No. Kind of put him in his place. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, was. he's starting tonight, and he's the captain. Berhalter's probably afraid because he was trying <laughs> to bust on <laughs> Geo. And... Tim, last game, was like, that's what he's doing. Like, he was correcting him. like, no. I don't mean, look, it, it, we're extrapolating and assuming exactly what's going on. But Tim Reem stared him in the eye and said, nope. Well, here's your four and backs, and that I think awesome.
3: this is probably it. Dest, Vickers, Robinson, and, and Reem with the captain's man. And I think that's probably your best four that we have to offer until somebody um, younger um, beats the old man who's got the captain's man tonight.
0: He's not giving it up anytime soon. I
3: don't think he is either.
0: You know, the thing is, like, as long as you've got track stars to your left and right with his mental acuity, why would you ever take – like, short of him not being able to run, you keep him on the field.
3: Gio, Musa, they're both on the, on the field. And I tell you what, this Peppy kid,
0: he's like, creating like a lot of buzz. I like Pepe. He's scoring goals. I like him too. But you know who I like the most?
2: Gio. No, Geo, You, you,
0: you got to put – you can't not have that guy on the – like, in the next two to four years, you have to have him on the field.
3: Brendan Aronson gets a shot tonight, too, with Pulisic being down. Um, without question, J.B., if all of the bullshit over the last 15, 18, 20 months, if Geo Reynia is not on our field, uh,
0: there's something wrong. I'm rooting for Jamaica. If he's not playing, I'm – I'm going old school, like, <laughs> Jamaican bobsled team <laughs> shit. I'm out. Got it. You guys ready for a quick break?
2: I've written it down. JB Pigs. Uh, Make, uh, put the
0: date down. Oh, i got it on there. Thanksgiving 23. JB eats more crow. Or chews on it. Doesn't oh. swallow it. That Kansas City high school soccer bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We're Maggie O'Brien's. So we're going to get a little bit of a refill. We're going to roll our illustrious long overdue guests onto the mics. We're going to talk a whole bunch of soccer and more. So catch you on the flip side. Hey everyone, buying a home, it's kind of a big deal. Never has there been more competition to buy, so few homes to choose from, all made worse by an uncertain interest rate landscape. Now that you're short a bedroom for the third kid, you're in the wrong school district, and a walkable corner pub isn't nearly close enough, it's time to reach out to the Pinnacle Loan Team for help. They work with a network of agents that have their feet on the ground across the whole region and have a number of loan products that are cost-effective with a process that is simple. Basically, they've got you covered from start to finish. So when it's time to buy, visit the Pinnacle That's The Pinnacle Simply the best in home loans. And we're back. How do you know? What do you think, Jared? How do this one, one get you pumped up? Yeah, I like this song. This is a good song. Home. I'm playing this one in honor of our guest today. Is this
3: video, um.
0: Yes so Are they Classic. in the rain? Uh, yeah, maybe Pieces
3: Yeah I think some of this video They're actually like Performing in the rain Like on stage? Just
0: I don't know I just remember vaguely The rain and I thought maybe That's why you played it Might have been Tani Katane Alternate video you're getting, you're getting your MTV Classics mixed up Maybe This one is The Motley Crew. You guys know the name Of the song right? Come on Oh my god You too. It I is. know it. Once, you, once they
3: say
2: it.
0: Oh, really? It's called home sweet
2: home. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's called in honor well, of our home, home sweet home. home.
0: Oh, good, good man. I can't get anything past you guys.
1: <laughs>
0: home sweet home to roll in our two guests today from the PinnacleLoans dot
4: com. It's about time, man. I've been trying to do this for a minute. Hey, you know if we're not. It's a tough ticket to get, but we are happy to be here. I'll tell you that. Well, Chris, thank you. And we have your
0: older brother, who looks slightly younger than you do at this point. You're not the first person to say that. (laughs) Chris and Pete from Chris and Pete G and Nino from thepinnacleloans.com. How you guys doing, man?
1: Very well. Thanks for having us.
0: So, when we finally got this thing ironed out, did you just? Circle it on the calendar in the office and just look at it every day and couldn't wait.
4: Hard to get anything done. No, I said, I said, we're going. It's, it's <laughs> just name the date. We've got to do it. Yeah. we got to show up. It's time to make it happen. So, um, season's over for now for me. So, it worked out well. And, uh, you know, Pete's got to head out shortly to go ref a game. But uh, no matter what, we were going to make sure we made it here. So, how bummed is Bill? Bill is, uh, he'd love to be here. I'm sure he'd love to be here. I mean, if, if there's an opportunity and a microphone, <laughs> then uh, it's it's where Bill would like to be. So he'll have to come on eventually.
0: Well, we, uh, we'll we have multiple opportunities, man. We'll do this again. What I
3: was wrong. Home Sweet Home was not performed in the rain in the video. I think I'm thinking of November uh, rain,
2: maybe. I, that's what funny. I thought you were thinking as well. I was like, <laughs> that's not even the same band. Not nah, the, the Home Sweet Home it. video
3: is all live. It's on stage. It's in Nashville. I just looked it up, so I know that. Oh, really? It was actually videoed in wow. Nashville.
2: And they got, like, back, backstage footage, too, and that kind of stuff. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, I can remember that, yeah.
0: Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Did you guys... Uh, Chris, y- you guys, look, I'm rolling in with Molly Crude. Got you pumped up a little bit, right? Because you know, you know our deal. You know our shtick. You're kind of wondering, you know, what the walk-up tune's going to be. Oh, yeah. No. Was... Did you feel good about that one? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think, I think it was appropriate. I think it was appropriate. I knew what we were walking into, but I was wondering what the, the song would be, and I think I think it was appropriate. Well done.
1: My first thought was you put your time in. You definitely put your time in for that. I did.
0: I woke up this morning, and I was like... It came to me in a flash. I'm like, oh, this is no-brainer. Perfect. We're going Motley Crue tonight. <laughs> well, uh, first off, obviously, I just want to say thank you for the support that you guys have tossed to the show. It's We've had a blast doing it. Um, and it's funny because... You know, a lot of little nuanced things are occurring, probably in... I mean, we we the three of us talk about it often, because of the show. Just little conversational uh, hooks or uh, the bingo card. Certain words are over and over. And what and I mentioned to you briefly, Chris, a little while back. I have friends now that are like talking to me when we're out in public, and they'll be like, hey, I got a pinnacle point of the day for you. (laughs) And I feel kind of proud about that,
2: right? Yeah, it's become a a thing for sure. I I would like to know, because I know Jared has a history with you guys and and, and knew you in the past. I, in the first time meeting both of you, and we reference your organization daily and multiple times throughout the day, which is great but I don't know anything about either of you, and so I'd love to kind of kick it to, the, to you, Chris, to start off just by giving a little bit of background, just stealing JB's question, the soccer history of you two and just where you grew up, where you played, and then move on from there. North and, side,
4: south side. And include your third brother. Yeah, I was trying to get, once, you know, Bill couldn't make it, I was trying to get Joe here because I was like, well, Joe would be perfect. He'd be very appropriate to come here. I'm the youngest of three um three boys and uh both my older brothers pete and joe they they got things started with athletics we're involved in all sports you know and uh soccer being the uh the most important of all of them i would say but um but we grew up in south county um and uh we went to saint george grade school um back in the day and then moved to oakville um both my brothers went to SLU, I went to CBC. I don't know how to be how to be oh, different. I, I guess yeah. I I,
0: I bet there's some uh, shade thrown around yeah, the I'd house. I'd like here. to know how that went. Why did you go? To, was it just friends that were well, going I, there? I, Pete, would you like to answer that question for him?
1: <laughs> you know, as a, as a lawyer often does, I'm just going to plead the fifth right now on that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you should run for office. <laughs> we thought about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those things where I mean, these guys, you know, they both played uh, growing up. Joe, Joe played with uh joe's my he's right in the middle of us so uh he played for uh he played with with on his team Uh, a lot of guys you know he was on taylor's team at SLU. so that's the day back all those guys yeah he he, joe's a little bit younger than i am i believe played played he played with bush yep yes yeah 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 and then uh you know we played um that was when it was when it was select so when you're younger you play you know a couple guys from your school go play select so that was it basically played i bounced around i played for you know coping kicks avalon uh tony cooster started a team calcos played over there with, the, mm-hmm. with them um and then uh
3: how did your bro- uh, how did your slew br- uh, brethren or your brothers that went to slew how did they do
1: their freshman year
3: in high school um, what was their records their
1: freshman year?
4: I, I don't think it was 20 0 oh.
1: I remember having a loss, so I don't think we were 20 0
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. I the brought fifth. the paper, but he, I left yeah, it in yeah. the car. <laughs> it's
1: going to be
0: a constant theme. <laughs> yeah. well, let, well, let me ask a question for uh, Pete, the older sibling here. Uh, you and Joe both go to Slough High. Chris comes along and chooses the enemy. <laughs> How bad did you guys beat him the day that
1: he made the announcement in the uh, household? It was a surprising situation, but uh, it it certainly fit, I thought, at the time. And, you know, uh, kudos to Chris. I think he excelled at that opportunity and and at least spread the Janino wealth uh, a little wider in the city. So we were well represented in town.
0: And he's... he's
1: (laughs) Well rehearsed. Good. Wow, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just too nice.
3: That is not typically <laughs> do the we need oldest. To go, we, we, we we have, have emergency of, uh, quick break so we can kind
0: of hey just <laughs> tell them what we're doing here. We need to be assholes here. <laughs> we should we should we should take a quick break, do three quick shots, come back,
4: and <laughs> well, get the real answer. If Joe was here, you'd probably get different answers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it got loud. It was a loud house. I thought I was going to Slough, Actually, you know, it was one of those things. Last minute, switch it up and. Um, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't friends. I really didn't have the friends going there. It was just one of those things where I don't know. Hey, seemed like see it might like a better
1: fit. His son is on the verge of making that same decision here in a month or two, so we'll see where the loyalties lie. Can I ask um. you this question?
3: <laughs> and this is where you guys will throw something at me. Did the, did the timing come in when the new school was built, or had the new school been built when you went there, Chris?
4: Or no, I was it. I was on Clayton Avenue. You were on Clayton Avenue. Yeah. Okay. I like the, I, I the tradition, the history of it. I love the rivalry between Slew and CBC and the proximity that they were to each other. That's what made it real special. I mean, now um, sounds like my son is going to be going to CBC. <laughs> I think I, you know, no, no. I would like it if it was still on Clayton Avenue personally, but it's, uh, it's, um, it's doing well. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of the same, not a lot, but a few of the same teachers there, same soccer coaches there. <laughs> um, so yeah speak, speaking of let, let, let's go straight to
0: that. Have you talked to Terry lately because we, we mentioned on the show a little while back that you know there's a GoFundMe for him he's got some uh, accumulating medical expenses due to just an
4: unfortunate situation. Have you spoke to him lately and how's he doing? Um, I have not spoken directly to him lately. I actually need to give him a call, but he um, I, I just I think he's doing well. I talked to the other coaches who talked to him regularly and it seems like he's in great spirits i mean you saw if you saw him on uh, the news a couple weeks ago it seems like he is in great spirits and has intentions on coming back next year and coaching so uh i loved to see that i mean you know he lives breathes dedicated his life to the sport so that's that's where he wants to be and that's his intention so i hope i hope he does because um i would love for my son to be able to uh experience uh, him as a coach. I mean, it's very unusual to have a dad and a son play for the same coach of a high school. Very unusual,
2: actually. Well, your dad could have played for him as well.
4: <laughs> You're right. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, dude, this dude 51st it's 51st season. That's so. Yeah, so I guess it's not terribly <laughs> uncommon. I mean,
1: Unbelievable. Well,
4: I
0: mean, that would, that would be an interesting number to see how many... Generations. generations have played under him you know and there's a few you know few schools well, well granted i grew up in granite right i know for a fact there was a, a number of players the uh, dad and sons uh and fathers and daughters because he also coached on the women's side as well uh that rolls out so t- talk a little bit about those early days so you know the club household you got three brothers all three playing soccer um you know, the, 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 the competition, both within the house, the club, you know, it, because there's a lot of parents that listen to the show that have multiples that are going through the same thing. Uh, paint a picture. Uh, how did mom and dad juggle it all? Because obviously you guys were all going in three different directions, three different age groups, three, you know, three different club teams. Uh, Pete, older brother, I trust you. I trust you to answer this <laughs> one first here.
1: Yeah, uh, you look back today and you wonder how they did, how they did juggle it. But constant, uh, constant movement. Um, if we weren't on, in some organized event, we were outside playing, and and that's not a cliche. That was absolutely the case in our house. Three boys, neighbors. We lived on a cul-de-sac street, and so games were always available. Uh, constantly playing at, and you know we were a one to two car household at most, and. Um, we weren't, you know, so we we weren't uh, sharing rides. You know, we had to do whatever it took to get to the field. Sometimes it was a bike, and and sometimes it was a friend. But uh, it, I I don't know how they did it with three. I I only have two kids, and and that's that's a juggling act. Uh, luckily, they're driving now, but. But I know Chris has a challenge with that. And I know all the parents now. It seems like I guess everybody just stopped working so they could attend soccer practice (laughs) and games because no one seems to be working anymore. It it was
0: a true 9 to 5 world. Yeah. You know, and now, I mean, who's really 9 to 5, right? No.
1: Every high school game's at 4 o'clock, and I still made every game. I don't understand you know, how that, for my kids, I guess I stopped working at 3.30 for the (laughs) last few years. So, so give us a little bit of the logistics then on the
0: child count, uh, ages, you know, they're playing, because if there's three brothers, you know, we, we already know there's a lot of kids stacking up here. Uh, Chris, what's uh? Give, give me the lay of the land, the family trees with the youth on the youth side.
4: Well, what happened was basically Pete is uh, extremely gifted in athletics and academics and um, so, and he was the first one. Our parents were um, testing the waters. It was different back then, too. It was our parents weren't the type like ours, you know, where it was, "How did your practice go?" You know, those type of questions. It, it was got you to practice, and now practice is over. Sounds good, you know. There was no, there was no real big push. It was, it was. We were into it. We wanted to compete. We had, we we wanted to get after it. So, I mean, it was.
1: I'm going to interrupt and take him off the hook. I am a late soccer bloomer my soccer is i may be more involved in soccer than anyone in town right now but (laughs) but back when we were back you know in the day i wasn't i I pursued like club soccer very minimally you know i played for some um independent teams uh and then ended up at SLU probably just because i could run fast but had not you know didn't have the ball skills and stuff but Went to all the events that Joe and Chris went to, and then now my kids are. I, if I'm not talking about soccer, um, either pra- I'm either in a courtroom or I'm closing alone, you know. So, <laughs> Pete, you said you have two ch- children. Yeah. Right? Are they playing? I have a freshman at Dayton who plays, okay. um, and a junior at Narrex who plays. Yeah. Nice. No. Yeah, so and Gallagher.
4: Chris? And uh, I have uh, my son's eighth grade. He is—he's uh, bounced around a couple different clubs. Actually, just two clubs. Played for Scott Calgary, and now he plays for—he uh, plays for STLDA. Okay. And uh, he plays with Dave Beck over there. Nice. And um, and then my daughter, uh, she's on the GA team, 2011 girls. All right. Uh, over at LeFuse. Uh, Le All right. And what about Joe? And then Joe, Joe played, uh, and Joe Division One athlete. He played at Marquette University after. Um, after Shlou. And then uh, he has three kids. So one's at Chaminade, also plays for STLDA. And uh, then he has Vader. a daughter that plays for Lou Fuse. And he coaches over at yeah. Lou Fuse with them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then his third plays, where does he play He's now? at Lou Lucas. Lucas is at Lou Fuse as well. So, yeah, we're deep into it. I mean, our, our you know... A lot of coaching. Pete's also a ref, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into as well. But uh basically um I never got a chance to play against Joe because as you guys know I played uh for my fresh I played freshman soccer (laughs) freshman year. And uh, he
1: loves this transition.
4: And uh and um I've been waiting all day for that too. (laughs) Well we'll definitely gotta continue to touch on that. But but I'll tell you what, I had Mike England my freshman year and Mike England If you know Mike, he's down at uh, St. Mary's now, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, And after he was a, he was the coach at CBC freshman team for many, many years and baseball. And he was a algebra teacher, but he was one of those coaches that, um, he had a major impact on the people, all the players on our team and all the, all the students around him. The guy is extremely passionate and Knows how to get the most out of his players. Uh, he also played at CBC. He was a goalie. But the um, you knew he cared. So I think that's a, a major aspect of a coach. Now, you know whether how, you could tell as a kid whether a coach cares or not and what they're what they're putting into it. So um, because a lot of coaches aren't right now. A lot of coaches are going through the motions. It's well, their job.
0: Real quick, um, what, let's just address this uh, w- because I picked up on pieces of you, you your own oh, yeah, yeah. involvement with CBC. Yes. What, what is
4: What is your role with the high school in coaching? Go ahead. Absolutely. So, yeah, and just to answer your question. So then it was also uh, after CBC, um, I went to play at Columbia College, played under Dan Hogan for two years, and then played uh, – under John Klein for two years, and um, and it was an awesome experience in Columbia College. Uh, they're doing real well. I think they're playing for the Elite Eight tomorrow for NAIA, and they they he's got a, a heck of a track record over there now. Um, John Klein Jr. was born when I was when I started playing at Columbia College to show my age, but uh, <laughs> but your. Um, what were you saying? At CBC, CBC coaching. What? You oh, coaching. Yeah. So right now I coach the um, the second freshman team. I'm the head coach of the second freshman team. I used to uh, I did some coaching for the uh, the um, the assistant, I guess the JV. the vice president over there for his daughter and uh, an opening game. He he asked me if I wanted to try and uh, give coaching a try and at CBC and and it was. You know it's only a couple months it's uh the time's worked out so i figured i would give it a shot so i just finished my second season over there and then uh help out with some of the other teams as well but primarily i do the second freshman team as a head coach
0: nice got it so at the end of the day you spend a lot of time around the game Mm -hmm. (laughs) between coaching and kids and you know pete real quick uh because, you know, we were talking earlier how you got to roll out of here in a little bit. Now you're refing to uh, A, Y, and B, Y, ref. It, yeah.
3: And it's, do, do you, I mean, so your eyesight's going bad, huh? Clearly. <laughs> <That's
2: pretty good. laughs> For the audience, though, he's wearing no corrective
1: lenses that we can see. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surgically repaired. There you go.
3: Okay. Lasix that didn't take. <laughs> That's yes. right.
1: The, um, it's funny, though, the why, the why question is... is um, really simple um when my daughter my oldest daughter was um starting high school she said that she can't wait for high school and she's going to get her nails done every week and go out to lunch um every day you know buy the cafeteria food and i said oh how are you going to do that and um so i said you need to make some money and she was into soccer so i said why don't we do this together this will be a good thing to do together and um we roughed one, one game together, and then I did the next 500 myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That doesn't sound very equitable. But, uh, but she still gets her nails done. So, no, it, so um, and, and, you know, I got into it. It, it, it. it was a miserable first game we did, first two-game set we did. It was a night not unlike this one, but maybe 15 degrees colder and Ooh. snowing. And, she, you know, I thought I was going to have to take her straight to the hospital because of a uh, frostbite. But um, she got through it, and I bet Mom was really happy. Oh, about she, that, right? she thought I had another great idea.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, so talk about the level that you're refing at and, and, and you know, age groups and, and boys and girls. and um, do, do you have a goal to take this? Um, because you're still a young man, looks like you're in very good shape, which to, to be a ref at the highest level, you have to be in very good shape, as you know. Uh, you have to endure a lot of miles. Um, what's the goal here, and what are you currently doing?
1: Um, I get asked this question a lot. Uh, I I I probably could do a lot more. I mean, I, I ref the highest level I ref is college, um, okay. and I I do um, I'll do college MLS next ECNL GA and everything the whole gamut high school. Okay. Uh, I just finished four high school playoff games and a college playoff game, so I I do those levels of games. I don't think i'm going to pursue anything beyond this just because of uh, i don't know what that means i got three f- that'll be my third full-time job and i don't think i can i don't have the capacity <laughs> for another one but. well
3: we a friend of the show another blind ref george Dagger, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Oh yeah, george, yeah. Uh, yeah um he has made quite the career out of it yeah, and for uh sure. you know I, I, I love giving him shit and and i think uh you know Let's be serious. I think George was a very competent ref um, in his time.
1: Yep. Um, so, um, at the risk of saying something in front of one of my bosses, with my air quotes, is uh, that you know that's of the three things I do at a you know at a high level of uh, intensity. I guess, um, refing is that is one of the jobs where every single day there's an opportunity to be. Better than yesterday, and like it's it's amazing how you can actually feel that happening.
3: What's your favorite gender? Your favorite age? And <laughs> well, your favorite? Well, I mean, what's what 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 do you like to ref the most? Like as far as you know, is it ECNL girls? Is it is it is it that college playoff game that you did? What what gets your blood going?
2: High school, grade school.
1: Yeah, I, I love reffing high level games with great teams and great refs. That's a
2: better answer than John Mulaney, the comedi- the comedian, said. You can say things like, I like kids, but you can't be specific. Like, <laughs> I like 12-year-olds. <laughs> so, good answer, Pete.
1: Well, yeah, I, you know, because let's be honest, you know, you want to do a great job and, and you want to be entertained a little bit, but um, the worse the competition and the worse the coaching and the worse the people that you're working with... A 90-minute game feels like three hours. So I want to ask <laughs> – oh, go ahead.
2: No, no. no I was well, going to ask a follow-up uh, to, to, to Jared's ahead. question, which is maybe what you're trying to get at, which is you're coaching a variety of of levels on yeah. the spectrum of, of quality mm-hmm. uh, within the teams, within the coaching. When you're talking about an ECNL mm-hmm. game versus an MLS Next mm-hmm. versus a high school – can you talk about the crowd? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the And which ones are the ones
1: you're like, oh boy? Uh, lowest level, lowest level soccer, worst crowd. Yeah, CYC. Uh, I haven't done CYC. Oh, yet, you're sure. so lucky. <laughs> but what I'll say, if, if I go, take a shank with you to I those games for, these uh, days. And I'll and I'm I'm, I and am i i got to give my you know, attorney caveat of course. Like, if if, I would appreciate all the kids that are working hard, whatever. But. <laughs> At some point at sunday at four you know four thirty game at rush you know slice of division seven you're kind of like and people are screaming at you like "Are yeah. you blind then i you know I'm not very kind sometimes coming back <laughs> but but the if like if i'm doing like a city two game if i'm doing like city two and it's completely intense the whole time, and people are yelling at you on both sides every call and every player's taller than me and <laughs> you know they're all fast as lightning and then afterwards they're all very respectful and you know very you know i get it i over time you kind of you understand what you got to do during the game to get through the game to compromise you know your your emotions and then to say to these players i see you i see you i see you even though they're yelling and screaming and cussing and you get through it and then you know what the end is going to be as long as you do it in a way that is, they can all respect and you can acknowledge them all. And you, you,
2: you said it really perfectly, I thought, which is you can kind of look back and then get better for the Evaluate next
0: Evaluate, for sure. Well, Chris, yeah, let me let me bring you into the same question because you're, <laughs> you, you are the opposite yeah. as right. far as like, uh, you, you know, the, the, the ref versus the coach. And I would say this is really a triangular issue where you have the parents on one corner, the other referees, and you have the coaching staff. Kids are all in the middle, right? Um, You, having grown up with the game, you got kids to play the game, you're now dealing with the youngest of teens at the freshman level. Um, When it comes to the referee and the fans, just the, (laughs) the, the elevated nature of parents today, What's your what's your position on that? Do do you do you wish your fans would not say anything? Golf clap, be raucous. <laughs> how, how do you how do you manage that? Or you know what are you, what are your own personal expectations as a coach for the parents of your kids?
4: It's always good to set the expectations, but at the same time, it's it's never been a priority of mine. Honestly, I, I really don't pay attention to the parents at all i don't even see them when i go to a game or can or consider them i'm just engaged in the players and the situation now it's funny because when i go to see pete in the morning after a game and i might tell him a situation that happened with the referee um you know the perspective is is probably much different he sometimes acts like he understands what i'm saying but at the same time he you know, I'm just another coach. What? I can't Pitching fucking see out. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. But, no, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. So, to me, it's just I'm not in it. Now, I think it's, you know, the conversation, and I'm going to call it conversation, between a coach and a referee, It's it's a part of the game. There's an art to it. I mean, you have to. You have to bring certain things to their attention. I mean, whatever you focus on expands that whole part of the game. So I think things need to be brought up to refs at times. And if you do it the right way, then it's part of the game. If you do it the wrong way, then, you know, usually you get thrown out. But or, you, or you pay for it the rest of the game. Exactly. You're yeah. gonna pay for it. You gotta understand how to do it. Otherwise, it's gonna backfire on you. So everybody's human. That's the thing. The refs Pete, are human. The coaches are human. The players are human. Pete, Pete have you ever refed one of your brother's games?
1: Uh, yesterday. Refed Joe. I reffed uh, not mine. Not as a coach. Uh, <laughs> I refed Joe t- <laughs> two or three times this weekend. Um, I, yeah. Honestly, I didn't call a penalty kick in their favor. Pretty obvious one because they were crushing this team and it was late in the game.
4: Oh, fair and enough. Same thing anywhere. <laughs> Does <laughs> the yeah. other
3: team know that you're brothers of the other coach? That team was from Illinois. No, they I, had no
1: idea.
4: Oh. Uh, <laughs> people in Illinois listen to this podcast. I know. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> in the 62040. <laughs> oh, and now <laughs> yeah, they know exactly The who thing it is. about Pete is, I mean, he, he's, I moved, he's <laughs> moved through the ranks on raffing extremely quick. I mean, you might be in your second year of raffing, you're doing all the highest level games, but. He's, he's uh, people like him as a ref. He has a, he's highly respected as a ref, and that's why he's moved up quickly. So, are you saying that because he's got one of your games He's got coming two, up here? My, two of my games tomorrow. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> no, I'm just hey, here's what
0: we're going to do, man. We're, we're, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get some refills here. We're down to Maggie O'Brien's talking to Chris and Pete from the thepinnacleloans.com. Uh, we're going to be back. We're going to talk some more soccer, parenting, chaos, and what, what else, Jared?
2: Um, APR.
0: APR. Oh, I like that. Fed funds
3: rate. Yep. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I don't even Mm -hmm. know what APR means. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I do know what APR means. (laughs) But what I will say is we also need to uh, approach the subject. um, Why is there a referee shortage and can we fix it?
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. On the flip side, refills. See you.
3: The term staycation was really invented by soccer moms. Located one hour and seven minutes from the arch, the Music Box Chalet at Innsbruck is a hidden gem. Buried in three acres of private woods, the Music Box has a master suite for just you, a loft and second bath for them, and a vinyl collection to meet your every mood. The full-size kitchen will easily accommodate three to 12 bottles of rosé, while the huge fire pit seating area will keep the big kids busy. Golf, fishing, kayaking, pickleball, or simply reading a book with Mother Nature, all at your fingertips. Visit either VRBO or Airbnb to find the Music Box Chalet. And now, back to those guys.
2: I can't monsters whith- and men. No,
3: hmm. close up. I can't whistle.
0: Do you do you suck in or blow out? I neither. You just <laughs> ruin about <laughs> I just I can't whistle. Edward Sharp. and the Magnetic, uh, zeros. yeah, Magnetic
2: Zeroes. Song is Fitness. called
0: Home. Home. We're on a theme here.
1: I you like catch that? It. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I'm, yeah, like it. Buried,
0: buried in these lyrics is uh uh four uh, 30-year fix somewhere, and I think it's
1: second verse. You got to listen backwards.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got to play backwards. Yeah, yeah, five-year jumbo is like (laughs) the bridge. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for joining us. You guys having fun so far? Absolutely. Not too bad? Good. It's good. You guys both have notebooks, though. We do. I'm wondering. You've been wondering the same thing. What's in the notebook? I know. I don't. Oh, it
4: has nothing to do with you guys. <laughs>
0: really? <But> no, <laughs>
4: it does. It does. Just, hey, you know, I mean...
1: We have fleeting thoughts. We want to make sure they're available. So when Jared and I have thoughts, we
0: generally try to not remember them. That's why we don't Or you thoughts. just blurt them out. Well, I understand. Blurt them out, too. Why? Especially well, Jared.
3: When, when I have I thoughts, with JB before. says, don't say
0: it. As soon as I see him staring up the sky... I'm like no, no, no. Well, you're controlling the mixer,
4: so (laughs) that helps. He's
2: been muted a couple times. I I gotta call something. We're we're at Maggie O's. We're in the dining area. Yep. I've seen one of the bartenders walk by with a
4: compound
2: bow with an arrow (laughs) in it. Not like it's deer season
4: downtown St. Louis. Where are they going?
1: Are there a lot of deer around
2: here? I don't think so. (laughs) I've seen rabbits and mice. Yeah, they're a little bit more muscular though.
0: You don't want you don't want to eat the meat <laughs> <Yeah>. down here. <laughs> Kinda big. <laughs> and the points are not even. So <laughs> I'm
2: curious, you know, we, we we've been digging around the theme a little bit. JV's played a couple songs with the term home in it. Most people who've ever listened to our show know we do the pinnacle points. Pinnacle loans for homes, hence the theme. <laughs> But we've had we also had Don Draghi on who did mortgage stuff as well. More tight I think he was more title and I don't know, he had the coolest cards though. He did other really <coughs> cool business cards. So in a market like today, where things are a little more challenging for a, a loan procurement person, meaning somebody who wants to buy a house, what how are things going for you guys? What are your what are you doing to address someone's concerns? This has nothing to do with soccer. I'm just Genuinely curious.
4: Yeah, there's
2: a, there's a few homeowners that listen. I I know.
4: True. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in this market, we have been known. We just we just stay steady. We stay steady because our focus has always been on uh, helping people purchase homes. Um, certainly, we're readily available when people need to refinance, but uh, we've always been primarily focused on purchase business. So it's difficult with the inventory and everything else for people to actually get under contract, and have a team that is able to be aggressive while still uh, protecting the client. So if it's speed and we have to close loans quickly, then we do it. If it's um, making communication with the listing agent or being available nights and weekends, I mean, I was in Arkansas for soccer over the weekend, but I was on the phone often on Saturday and Sunday in between my daughter's games, um, taking care of clients and making sure because... You can't plan when you're going to get under contract. It's always going to be at an off time or a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or Saturday night. So that's that's primarily what we do. Also, my brother Pete, he was involved in in he's a contract specialist. He's been involved in the uh, implementation of the residential real estate contract. So he's he's a wordsmith, very helpful when it comes to navigating through that and how to word certain things in a in a contract when you're making an offer while still being protected, but being aggressive. So rates, we're going to take care of people. We have great rates because, um, we're brokers. We, we have access to wholesale rates and we, we take care of our clients, but every, all of our businesses, this is the only marketing we do. This show is the only marketing that we do. Everything else is word of mouth or referrals. So, um, we've been all right because just stay steady with the purchase business, but rates have been dropping for the past couple of weeks. So I think that's optimistic and, and uh, for homebuyers as well.
0: I, I love watching this because as you're talking, I'm staring at the attorney and I'm waiting for him to <laughs> shake his head. No. And he was just nodding. Yes. The whole time. So you guys have practiced that. <laughs>
4: Had, yeah. you, you got
0: that down. We've,
4: uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been in, uh, many rooms together, yes. uh, yes. speaking yes. with, uh, yeah. Companies uh, and uh, whatnot.
0: How, how crazy is it, though? I mean, because all, all, all of us are, you know, we're, we're, we're dipping and dodging in and out of either upsizing or uh, downsizing or school districts or whatever. Have you ever seen anything like the race to the one that's available given inventory so low? I mean, the, the, the 10, 20, 30 percent above list price. Have you ever seen anything like it, like in the years that you've been doing this, Pete?
1: you know the competition's unusual right now for sure and you know it it trickles down to each component of the transaction right to whether it's your the title company or the mortgage company or the realtor every there's competition at each at each stage so not only is the prospective homeowner competing for that home but each person that needs to help with that process is competing for that business so that competition just permeates the whole process right now but yeah directly to your point it's. It seems. It seems crazy. We can all say it. You know, from a from a, a bird's eye view, it seems crazy to say why would you pay fifty thousand over asking price. Well, right. the reason is really simple. There's two reasons. One is because there's nothing else. Or the second reason is because I want the home. If you fall in love with the home today, get the home today, and then we'll deal with financial issues. That you, you're buying a mortgage potentially for 30 years. There's going to be an opportunity to make it better or yeah. to change your change your perspective. Maybe you find a new home in five years. So if you love this home today, get the home today. Yes, there's there's some there's some pain points you need to overcome in doing it, but. That's what. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be pain
0: points. Is that code for cash? Lots of cash. (laughs) Truckloads of cash. cash.
1: Lack of cash causes pain. (laughs) But also, so does lack of a good place to live.
0: (laughs) Let's let's flip it back to the pitch a little bit, and we're going to go back in time because we just we have we've mentioned it time and time again. (laughs) You've been you you couldn't wait for this moment. So let's talk about what year was that? What year was that? freshman phenom role of perfect season it must have been 1994 94 (laughs) yes paint a picture for us you are you are now uh this is a pbs documentary give us an idea of (laughs) what happened in fall of 94
4: well (laughs) i'll tell you Preseason had a lot to do with it as well. Preseason was a lot different back then too. So you you have a group of guys that have never met as freshmen. They come in together and which school CBC CBC and I think a lot of the schools had preseason similar at least some. Uh, well, let me stop you. Here's what I'll say: <laughs> the,
3: the, the reason why people know each other, it, th- there's one reason: is either they played on Metro or Scott Gallagher or Bush together. And you guys were pretty um, spread out. You didn't have that that typical Metro school where eight guys came from the same team. Like I think Bill and like Michaelson came together maybe and Khaki. Th- those guys were on that team, correct?
4: Not, Michelson,
3: but Not Michaelson, but Michaelson. No, I mean, Michaelson was a Shamonnai guy, but mm-hmm. Bill Khaki. Yeah. Um. But like Jason Pro, he mm-hmm. wasn't on that team. Yeah, well, he was on it. He wasn't on Metro, but he was oh, on yeah, CBC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So, so you guys were all coming. Go ahead. But you guys were all coming from different different places.
4: Yeah, I mean, everybody was coming from different pra- places. You were a freshman, so you're excited. It's a new time in your life. You're ready to spread your wings a little bit, and then you get there. And the very first thing you do is you run two miles. It's supposed to be under 12 minutes, and you do it at the track, on the track at CBC. And then after you do that timed, then we go over to Forest Park, and you play. You compete, small sided of the games, um, just hard as you can compete. And then before lunch, you, re- you run sprints up the hill at Forest Park. And if then- you're a soccer player
3: at 14 years old going to play soccer at CBC – is getting two miles under twelve minutes really that hard?
4: Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think you have to prepare for it. Most people, you didn't. It depends on how good you are. Whether it mattered or not. I mean, I no don't think it what.
3: matters at all if you're good. But if you just played soccer, I mean, at fourteen years old, you could run for hours and hours and hours and hours.
4: I don't know. I just saw. I just saw eighth grade classes two mile or one mile run for grade school. I just looked at every every person in the class's time and. I don't think anybody was below six minutes on a one on one uh, mile. Okay, go ahead. Well I'm, then, cu- then, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking in, and then, I, I, I'm no, trying to fight no, this. Then, but go ahead. Then you run sprints. Then you run sprints up a hill. Break for lunch. Come back after that. Run another two miles at Forest Park. Ooh. Then you play bigger sided games, and then you finish it off with sprints. But you do that every day for a couple of weeks. You're creating a bond. Like, you've been yeah. through some things with some people. Yeah, see,
0: Jared's not impressed because out at St. Dom, they were smoking Marlboro Reds in between <laughs> those laps. Well, And still, what were you getting, like 10 minute, 2 miles, something like that? No, no, I wasn't <laughs> doing
3: 10 minute, 2 miles. But, I mean, I think at that point in my life, running a 2 mile in 12 minutes, I could have maybe it's, done it's, it backwards. I mean, anybody, let me, let me, could
4: do, anybody could yeah, do let it. Me, let, me,
0: let me take this a different way. Because at that time, in those years, right, Terry had already won a number of state titles. Uh, Viani had just ended their run of just rolling the table for a number of years. Obviously, SLU prior to that had a couple state titles in the mix. You look at the broader area on the east side, Collinsville and Granite were winning all the state titles. You were going to CBC at a time where the big four, CBC, SLU, Dismet, Viani, you know, Dismet those years too. Like you were going into a program that if you do not win state, that is not a successful year. So as freshmen, you know, you go in and to Jared's point, y- you know, a lot of these other schools had kind of a community club element to the entry level, right? Where there was a lot of people. Did did you did you realize at the time, like, the stress or the expectation, or was it just we're freshmen. Let's go part You know, let's just see how this thing goes. No,
4: you realize that the tradition was a was a big part of why what drew me to the school, big time. And I, my point is strength through adversity. You know, that's you you've been through some things. It was you, you were, we were expected to win every game. I mean, we all played freshmen. We had one person that made varsity out of our class. That was Mike Gallagher. He was the goalie for four years. Mm-hmm. Besides that, um, and one person played uh, on the JV team. Tim So He me. was the biggest player. The biggest he was a big kid. He was a big kid going into high school. And then it was... Uh, but but the thing was, it was... Um, I mean, we played Slew three times. Uh, the Smet three times. Every We played everybody three times in the right. season. And there was no ties. My point is, it was just a different environment. On varsity, you had Di Maria. Uh, you had um, the Mariartis. You had uh, Eric Cooster. Um, and... I I know at least nine people on that freshman team went off the play, went on to play in college, but it was um, you know, I, you guys had somebody on your show. He wanted to play for Viani at some point. Who was that? He Mike Slavinsky. Slavinsky. Yeah, he wanted to play. He wanted to go there to be seen. You know, that was back when you wanted to go there to be seen. I know right now, then um, this might happen more and more. But I know there's a handful of people next year that um, are playing academy ball. that plan on playing uh, varsity at CBC next year if they make it
3: well i mean okay and so we can agree on that it was a different era for sure because um let's be frank um that 94 year going in as freshman there was very very good varsity soccer players there that went on to have very decorated careers collegiately and even professionally um so, like making freshmen, which I make light up all the time, and, and and just to bust your balls because I, I I feel like I can do that. Um, they that that's no small feat to to because at that time there was one freshman team.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're living in a world now where a lot of these programs are no cut programs, or they're expanding all the teams. In your day, in our day, right at the programs we all played at. No, no, there was eighteen and two alternates, you know, at each level and. And that was it so there was definitely like yeah you are trying there was a select component to it
3: and credit when credit's due if you're playing all those mcc schools other freshman teams which all of those other mcc schools if you if you have to play them three times and you can beat them three times all of them three times that's no small feat
4: it was uh we we keep it alive (laughs) we keep we keep we keep those numbers alive we we make sure that uh Somebody sends it to Coach England every year, or he sends it out just to just to keep that going. But I mean, Rockers this year won, what twenty four and zero on their varsity team? One, yeah, back to know, back.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Are B- you? B- B- because Zach at the beginning of the show pointed out that we had to eat a little crow because of the high school results over the over the weekend. I want to get your take on this because we all, you, you know, Pete yourself as well at Slu. We all know the pedigree. We know the history that we all came from. And this year was the first time ever in Class Four, two Kansas City teams played in the final. First time ever, right? Why? I want to get your opinion as to what you guys might think, where the shift is that is allowing this monstrosity of a of a, of a truth to occur within the high school game in our market. And Pete, did you do the games?
3: Because you said you did four high school playoff games.
1: I, the, the the most relevant one that we would be talking about, I guess I did the Vianney Lindbergh uh, district final. Okay, go ahead. So,
3: uh, answer the question. I'm sorry to cut in. Yeah, talk, talk about the landscape, Pete. Um, you go first. Maybe
1: <clears throat> it could be a number of factors. One would be, I think, the path to the finals. if th- my. be. I mean, not to digress, but my daughter's played in the state cup, uh, the state final three years in a row and lost at Nerricks and and there's always and it seems to me an intentional um, attempt to get a west side of the state team an easy you know path there and 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 it it works. I don't know the the politics behind it, but that could be one thing. I think another factor is the especially on the boys side would be the number of players who don't play high school soccer
3: bingo
0: (laughs) chris what do you think (laughs) like you're you're really close to it obviously you've got a passion for cbc in particular you've you've been around the high school game for a long time now um there's a to a degree it appears there's a changing of the guard that's happening in real time uh because the other aspect of this is also when have we ever seen the amount of public schools in the st louis area Continue to get the, uh, uh, achieve the level of successes that they are. Starting with Webster a handful of years ago. Look at Lindbergh this year. Rockwood, Rockwood Summit, Summit. You know, at a lot of different levels, public schools. Ladue. Fifteen years ago, I mean, th- th- it's a non-starter. You're going to go straight to the MCC for the power ranking, yeah, but it's, it's spreading out. Why, why do you think that's
2: and happening?
3: The way to say this is, is Chris Giannino with two older brothers who's picking, oh, I might go to SLU, I'm going to go to CBC. Well, you lived in South City, you said at that point?
4: Oakville. Right? Oakville? Wow. Well, yeah, Oakville. So,
3: like, the kids were not picking going to Oakville or Limburg if they were soccer players. They were picking on where they're going to land out in the Metro Conference
4: when we were growing up that's true but i i and i'm you know i i have a passion for both sides my kids play um you know club ball and but i think there's there is still an element to the high school there is still tradition there there is still there is still that element on it i mean you play you go to a cbc slough game or a de smet viana game or shamanai game i mean there's still a uh pride there of course you have Three academies in the St. Louis area, which is probably—it's wrong. It's different than that uh, in Kansas City. You know?
0: Yeah, they—they have, they have one, and only fifty so, percent it, of the players are from Kansas City.
4: So yeah, it's different. So because it's not just—it's not just the um, the uh, juniors that are playing academy. You have your sophomores that are playing academy, freshman academy, and then you multiply that by three different clubs. So obviously, there's going to be a different dynamic. Now, the whole club high school argument—I mean. It just it is what it is. I think it's a it's different for every single individual. It it, it depends on the coach. It depends on um, where where what you're what you love about it, what you don't love about it. Um, I could go into that for endless amounts of time. I mean, I think there's lots of aspects to it. But I think, of course, that of course plays a part. You have to you have to acknowledge that plays a part well, in
0: let it. Let me let me ask you guys and uh, jump in either one of you. you. You you have kids. Well, you have a son that's. Playing. My daughter plays at Dayton, yeah. Oh, daughters at Dayton. Okay, yeah. sorry. So you have kids that one is is playing at the higher level, and then you have a number of uh, children across the siblings that are all playing club, playing high school, et cetera. Does it come up? Do you, is is there conversations with them uh, as far as like path or expectation or wanting to play at the next level? And where does the choice or the conversation as it applies to which club which high school does that factor into the 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 decision or the goal of of your child uh have you guys had those conversations
1: we don't have enough time for that question but (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah absolutely but i don't i hate to say it with such vigor like you know, as far as girls are concerned, I think in private schools, Narricks seems to be the place to go for soccer right now. I mean, St. Joe's has had a great success and St. Dominic has had great success, but all girls' schools, Narix is the place to go. But she liked it for other reasons too, right? And as far as clubs concerned, I, you know, you might say you have to go ECNL if you're a girl, but my daughter never played ECNL and, you know, she always wanted to play in college. So, and, so yes the path matters but there are so many other variables that the, that the path doesn't guarantee a damn thing and there are some really fun paths that aren't that don't have those requirements like if you choose the thing that you're having the most fun at that doesn't guarantee anything but sometimes it really works
3: yeah that's there's a lot of truth to that statement
1: there, yeah, uh, yeah that, that, and I, I agree with that I think Emma had had that experience, which is kind of unique. Yeah.
0: Well, I I, I think because like I've had, (coughs) we have had this conversation over and over and over again. And it's funny because it's as much as it seems as if there would be kind of like two parallel options that are kind of trying to go the same way really isn't. I mean, it's so new. It's like a tree. It spreads out as far as the why and the, and, and, and the how. Um, But my question is, how do your kids view it? Mm-hmm. Because the market, you know, the, the, the soccer market that we all live in, that we grew up in, it doesn't look the same, right? <laughs> it is significantly different right now. How do they view it when expressing their goals?
4: Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, you know, I have a son and a daughter. They're at those ages right before high school. I mean... I think for, for them, it's not like, oh, I need to be, you know, you've been through, you know how many stages you go through from uh, when you're five years old and you start playing all the way through the end of high school and beyond? I mean, you go through so many different stages in the beginning, trying to figure it out and what team you should be on, or I didn't make this team, oh, man, but I now I made this team. And then you just have so many different ups and downs, and I think there's benefits to every single one of them. Uh, as far as our kids go, and, and if we were going to have that conversation with them, which we do almost. I mean, a lot less now because they're getting to, they're getting older, and it's like, if you want to do something, do it. Yeah. But I I think in general they want to uh, my kids specifically they want to be on teams where um, they can compete in big games um, with with like-minded players. You know, that's when it's fun. When you're playing with uh, fun is not you know running around in circles and doing the hokey pokey. I mean, fun fun is is when you're, um, when you're, you're um, playing for something bigger than yourself. It's not tennis, it's not golf. you got to play for the person next to you. And you want to make sure they're in it just as much as you are, where after a game you can just look at the player and you don't even have to speak anything, but you know that you just went through some things and you came out with the victory because of what you guys put into it, that strength with, by, by adversity. So they want to be on teams like playing big games, um, be able to compete for championships and play for coaches that believe in them. And you're not going to get that every single time. Sometimes you're getting a coach that doesn't believe you, believe in you. But nowadays it seems like you get a, a different coach every other year. So as long as you can get something from that previous coach on, maybe that's good. You needed that. Now you have an edge. You can play with the chip on your shoulder a little bit. Or this coach, this coach, you had to play very robotic. Um, and you weren't able to play as freely. Now, all of a sudden, you can play freely. But your free wouldn't be as good as of a free play if this other coach before wasn't on you and make you be robotic. So it's like, I think you just have to, it's like burning the ships. I'm on this team. I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to make it work. Um, it has to work. And then next season goes by. You can make another decision. But we are in that season, you make it work. Um, and... My kids, I think they just, like, I mean, I think like all of our kids, they love going to practice. I just had a conversation with Pete about his daughter at Dayton. She, her season just ended. They lost in the semifinals of the conference tournament against LaSalle. Then Slew went on to win the conference. They ended up losing last night. But, uh, but I mean, she looked forward to every practice. My kids look forward to every practice. I know from listening to the show, your kids uh, are are all about it you know i mean it's not like we're not a hey, you have practice again they're they're interested and want to go and want to compete now it's usually the parents who are like saying things about your right, coach right. you know it's not hmm. the kids are like what do you mean oh i thought of everything was good uh so i think that's it i mean you could have all these conversations with kids and, and try and figure out what they want and but at the same time they don't even know what they want it's it's when preparation meets opportunity if you could take advantage of that then you're going to take advantage of that but you got to be prepared
0: you sound like you're kind of uh like terry mickler's the little <laughs> monster in the back of your head are these all micklerisms <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. look at his
4: notebook does he look like Terry? i, I, I mean know. come I, on that's what I, I, I do take notes when terry talks when i ter- will say that that's when good. terry
0: came and sat down with us zach talks about this all the time like he was so thoroughly impressed because th- there was literally you had zero knowledge or kind of expectation, and he walks in with the notebook and he's taking the notes and, you know, looking you in the eye and first name, you know, that's a good question, Chris, you know, and it was really cool. Do you catch yourself, like, at this <laughs> point in your life when you say certain things, do you, like, turn around and be like, oh, my God, Coach Mickler
4: said that? Well, I, I wish I had more experience with Coach Mickler. I haven't had, I mean, I, I knew him from... Uh, his philosophies and and studied materials that he studied. I broke my leg uh, two years in a row. I broke my I broke my tibia um, Damn. halfway through my junior year, and uh, and then uh, had to go through you know eight or nine months of rehab, and then went through varsity preseason our senior year of varsity preseason. Completed that, and then the very first practice. Uh, the very first actual practice broke my broke the same break again. Oh my god. And I guess then, I'll
1: cross this off my notes to talk about. So,
4: um, so after that it was just uh, Did Billy cheap shot you? Well uh no it was it was actually it was just a fluke thing. It was fluke. We weren't even it wasn't even a full fledged Can thing. we say Billy cheap shot at you? Yes. Uh we it was actually we could say pro did, but it wasn't yeah. a cheap shot. But he was a hell of a teammate, Jason Pro. Yeah. But uh it was uh, and then Joshua Mateo he had to drive me to the hospital after that in my stick shift, which he wasn't didn't know how to really drive. <laughs> uh-huh. So it was a very, but uh, but nice. no, he got me there. Uh, it was going to be a real fun year with with Joe and all these guys. I've been ready to play for senior year, but then went through the same thing. Nine months rehab, strengthened it, and then uh, never sat out a day in college for an injury. It it just was strengthened. Wow yeah was congratulations
3: because I mean mentally going through that from 15 and a half to seventeen and a half or whatever the age group was to do that with those, that's that that kind of soccer injury with those breaks back to back. I mean, I can't believe you're not more of a basket case than you are already. <laughs> well, I, I,
4: I take that as a bigger opinion. compliment than you could ever imagine, <laughs> Jared. You're, you're exactly right. I mean,
1: I was when, when that happened. I, all I could worry about was like his, his mental state. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know. I was just an observer, and I thought, how how could anyone like deal with this? You just got back on the field, and then it just happened again. Golly. like the next week, it was unbelievable. So it was it was hard to watch. Yeah, but he did. So, yep. so what's... Uh, oh, speaking of which, I want, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. But that, uh, this transition just came to me. Um, one thing I was going to say, when you're, on, when you're evaluating this path, you know, we, we identified the path, you know, I don't ignore the moment, of course. And, and maybe one... I, I didn't plan this, but one thing we always told my daughter as we were contemplating the options is, uh, let's conduct the broken leg test. If you break your leg, would this be an environment you still want to be in? That is a great
2: point. Damon Rinsing. Who you he was in school there? with me. Yeah, Damon, Damon says the same thing when he's talking to recruits. Yep. That you've got to – he doesn't call it the leg break test, <laughs> but he references the idea that – We're going to start calling it the Chris G. <laughs> yeah.
3: When shit is hit the fan.
2: Yeah. Well, not even that. Just if if, if soccer doesn't work out yep. because of an injury or because – you don't get playing time because you're not as good as you thought you were. Or yeah. You change, you know, programs. Is that environment a good fit for you? The portal is crowded right yeah. now. <laughs>
4: that's why I went to Columbia College and not Benedictine. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but that's a, great out, that's a great question to ask, for sure.
2: Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's the, the leg break test. I like that.
4: So let's
0: get to brass tacks here. Thanksgiving is in what? Three days from the recording. Turkey or ham? What do you eat? Both.
3: Yeah, I eat everything. We got For several. Some. We have so many <laughs> different Thanksgivings. Who hosts? Yeah. Like who? Like
0: the 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 three o'clock. Thursday. I think I'm coming to yours, Zach. Good. Who's Come on over? Who's the Thursday? Yep. Is it on
3: Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. Is it Thanksgiving the patriarch
0: house? Or, or do you guys just all go spouse route? What what the G's uh, do on
1: Thanksgiving? The Jadinos kind of have a uh a tradition that's been recently adopted uh, that we kind of have a family farm that we all uh, convene at and you know do the overnight deal on Wednesday. So we'll we'll do that crystal uh, chop wood and you know we'll drink wine and have fires and that kind of thing. It'll be good. That sounds awesome. So, that does
3: sound awesome. I and mean, with your last name Gianino. Yeah. I, I hope you guys can cook. I mean, it's I mean it's is a the, ridiculous. Is it, feast. Is it it's
4: turkey lasagna? Feast. <laughs> It's is not turkey, that lasagna. bad. Well, for Christmas we <laughs> for Christmas every year we have ravioli that we make 3 weeks prior that's, to. That's what Hey, <laughs> what did I just say? God bless Italians. My You're my wife's family's nuts, but God bless them. them.
1: Okay.
4: They're,
0: they're over <laughs> Illinois coal miner Italians. So we get homemade ravioli That's
1: there's nothing oh, like
4: yeah. it yeah. yeah yes yeah homemade Brilliant. ravioli
1: and sasica sasica oh
4: man yeah. the works but basically yeah my our grandmother luckily before she passed away she would come over cook once a week with our wives and then we would just uh, or once a month sorry once a month and, and made sure everybody had all the recipes because you know they're all up here. You can't really. His wife so, has it down. So, sure.
0: so for after sure. this seven bottles of uh, <laughs> Vino. Uh, red, uh, which of the brothers can take each other right now? Is this still an older brother thing?
1: Because you clearly are fit. I can just Not run Not you fast. don't look fit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't, ain't going to be the one to throw the first punch. For sure. <laughs> you plead the fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm running fast. Gentlemen, Chris. My P. money's on Chris. <laughs> yep, absolutely. He's got that look. It's always guy, been. Man. It's always he's been. A
3: little, time, he's buddy. a little crazy. He's a little he's crazy. That,
4: maybe hanging out with
3: Bill too much. I played in the CYC league with him. He's a little fucking nuts.
4: <laughs> we, I think that was, you got me mixed up for one other guy who was playing. On our four v four,
0: maybe. Oh yeah. Hey, f- fellas, again, can't thank you enough for continuing to support the show. We've been having a blast doing it. We Really hope you enjoy supporting and checking out the episodes. And I'm really glad you joined us. Uh, best of luck over the holidays. We'll definitely be in touch. We got to get Bill on here. We got for we gotta sure. Do, we got to do this
2: more often. Uh, you know, bounce around a little bit, Zach. I'm just really thankful to meet both you guys. It's been yeah. a lot of fun, and I hope you guys have a great holiday. Yeah, our I, pleasure, p- appreciate
4: it. And, and just, I mean, you guys, you guys uh, are doing great work here. I yep. mean, you're, you're doing a lot for you are. This podcast alone is contributing to the history of soccer in St. Louis. It's it's a it's a important. big deal. Yep. And uh, and you know, I just wanted to commend you guys on that because I mean, you could sit there with your kids and you can listen to <laughs> a conversation that's very specific and relevant to their everyday life and uh, it's a huge contributing factor that's why we want to support it so appreciate you guys doing that F-O. I appreciate
0: thank that you. I do have a question for you though if you have kids listening with you when Jared starts to talk do you say earmuffs? <laughs> uh, you know even you know how it goes <laughs> have you ever heard these kids warm it's up too with my yeah. yeah. <laughs> alright gentlemen
1: again,
0: hey, have, Thanks, a great, have a great holiday Uh Jared, Zach thank you as always uh, you. Maggie, Maggie O's Appreciate the host. If you need some uh, catering, some flats, some pretzel bites, some whatever, right? Give them a call. They don't have have homemade ravioli. No, but you don't have to cook it. Yeah, you're right about that. You don't have to homemade it. I don't Don't cook mine either. My mother-in-law does that. So it's all good. Hey, we'll catch you next time. Take care. Have a good holiday.